0: From the front lines. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We We are are the Forum Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your
1: host, Steve. Yeah, we are the home for the fairs, the Bleed Blue Show, the Rape Podcast. Uh, the episode, we are here. The uh, congratulations to the uh, Colorado Avalanche for winning the Stanley Cup, uh, six games over the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, and kudos to the Tampa Bay Lightning because, I mean, that type, that team is still going to be around for a little bit. They have a core intact. And they went through a lot of games without one of their best centers in Braden Point. And, man, they were almost there for a three-peat to almost force the game seven. Uh, to me, they're kind of like the Terminator. If you ever watch the Terminator series, and they just keep on coming and coming and coming, that's Tampa Bay for you. They do not give up. They play clean, hard hockey. They're sound, and they'll be back in the mix of things in the Eastern Conference next year. But this episode, we're going to talk uh, season review. We um, the last time you heard us guys, uh, you know, with the Rangers after we lost to Tampa Bay, uh, this is more so an oversee or oversight on the season as a whole, all the all the NHL teams. So let's talk about that. I have some fun at the, towards the end of this episode. Because like I said, uh, got to go out with a bang this week because uh, next week no episodes. Uh, we want to be on our bye week. We have a bye week about every every three months and definitely need a break and have a recharge and reset to talk sports. And this is the all season for the uh, NHL starts right now. I'll be honest with you, I, I have not done my due diligence on my homework for my NHL draft. And I did have the notes in the beginning of the year with my OHL and AHL and my prospects, but, when, but the Rangers kept on winning. And I kept on forgetting about checking on the minor league circuits and the, and, and the independent circuits on who's good and who's not, because I like to do my own homework. I don't like to copy off of other people's paper. So NHL draft this year, I am going to be no use to Blue Shirts fans. I'm not going to be copying off of nobody's paper. Just going to be watching it like everybody else, whoever we draft is who we draft, and got to move on with life, so let's talk about it. Mr. Ice Guy Blander himself, Scott, man, let's have some fun, and bro, you know at the end of this episode, we got to talk some movies and recommendations. You're, Like I said to you many a times, you are our generations, Siskel and Ebert. How you doing, sir? What's hey, going God. on? It's just us for now. <laughs>
0: Ah, cool. Okay. And I certainly appreciate the flattery. Um Yeah, um, you know, good for uh good for Colorado. Uh they've been uh they've been on the doorstep for a couple of years now. In fact, um on that my show with Patrick we were talking about that if Colorado loses this, do you start falling into that well, well, Tampa from like 2015 to 2019,
1: or, or, or the Red Wings from the mid
0: 90s until oh, they finally. Scott,
1: Scott, let, let, let's, let's back it up a little bit. Let, let's just tell everybody what you're talking about as far as your platform with, with Patrick. Tell them the name where they can find it. What, you know, which I'll discuss Let's, let's uh, slow it down for the people. Okay, uh, we are the Hockey Podcast,
0: um, which is uh, at uh, Hockey Podcast One on Twitter. And I think it's the same name on YouTube, uh, is the name. I should know that by now. <laughs> so I appreciate the uh, another plug from you. Um yeah, Patrick's my, uh, my my buddy up in Montreal, huge uh, huge Havis fan, season ticket holder of course. And um so we started uh doing it a couple weeks ago. Um and uh yeah, one of the things we uh we brought up was uh if um, you know, if Colorado blew that lead and uh, and ended up not winning it, because they have, you know, they haven't been in the finals, but they've, uh, you know, they've been knocking on the doorstep. They've had a team that was, you know, one of the uh, cup contenders preseason uh, for the past, like, three, three years at least now. And, you, you know, had they, it's, you know, it's uh, – uh, not rhetorical, what's the word I'm looking for, it's, it's high- completely hypothetical because if they won it, congratulations, but had they not won it, do you start putting them in the uh, what's wrong with them category, a la Tampa of 2015, 2019, uh, Detroit, you know, early to mid-90s before they finally broke through in 97, but moot point. Um, in any case, then yeah, like you said, Tampa's not going anywhere. You know, Ra- Ranger fans. You know, between <laughs> between back to back conference finals now with them. Well, you know, back to back times we've uh, been in the conference finals. I should say. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of hate for Tampa amongst uh, Ranger fans now, and I, I just didn't really why why is that you know, I'm, why is that why is that? Well, Why people. That? Um, well, well, that's two in a row now. that they, they knocked us out on the cup's doorstep. So that's you know, I, mean, I could I could see that. Um, beyond that, I don't know. I mean, they don't really have anybody that's that's hateable. You know, like there's no Tom right, Wilson. Right. There's no Brad Marchand. You know, Kucherov exactly. plays plays, and, and you know, Kucherov plays with an edge to to the letter of that term because you know you hear that from you know any fan who's got a really good guy who's dirty like marshan and, and and wilson you'll hear from caps and um and bruins fans that they play with an edge no they don't play with an edge they play to end right. people's lives <laughs> you know but but kuturov legitimately does he's a little chippy uh at, at times um and but he's one of the best players in the world and um you know, so beyond that, they don't really have anybody on the team who's, like, hateable. So, so yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess losing the conference finals, you know, twice to them now would, absolutely, I, I can't begrudge Ranger fans for having a bad taste uh, for that particular team. But I just, you know, I didn't really share the hatred. Um, you know, I don't I'm, either. I, I, you know, I, yeah, I, I try to be, uh, you know, an objective hockey and sports fan. And and, and thinking like that, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of just, you know, historical Big, big historical things happening. And, uh, you know, another 3 in hockey definitely would have uh, been an absolutely historical uh, milestone there. <laughs> but it was not meant to be. And, uh, yeah, like you mentioned there, uh, you know, kudos to Steve Eiserman who put this team together because these guys are locked up for years. <laughs> they're, they're not going anywhere. When they get healthy again, yeah, they got some free agents coming up uh, that they need. But, you know, they're, they're big guns are there. So if, if they don't sign all or some of these uh, free agents, it's not the end of the world. And they'll just fill in the blanks uh, with, with what they lose because the big, big guns are, are all there. Vasilevsky, Stankos, Kucherov, Point, these guys aren't going anywhere for quite some time. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they're, uh, <laughs> this is not the death of the Tampa Bay Lightning, not by any means.
1: Yeah, man, they don't have a villain. You're big on the theme of movies. You're very accurate. We're going to get to that later <laughs> for the fun stuff at the end of this episode. They don't have, like, like DC Comics, a true villain. Like like Carolina, had Carolina beat us, right? We know the villain. It's clear-cut of Tony D'Angelo. Clear-cut villain. Yeah. You know, something to hate because of the history. Not that we don't have history with Tampa because we do. We have trades with this team. But to me, there's not that Tony D'Angelo-like type of guy, like you said, or Brad Marchand. They don't, or Tom Wilson, they don't have that personality on that team to hate. They just play hard. Um, It's Tampa right. to me. Like, this is, okay, this is where it gets, you know, they're, they're a transplant city, meaning a lot of New Yorkers live in Tampa. Um, a lot of fans are kind of just... They, even though they support the team because they're winning, even when they were lose, they haven't lost a lot since their history or they, their existence. But uh, they they support their team, but it's kind of like ah, eh, you know, you don't get into brawls or fights with fans of those sports teams down there. It's like, it, it, to me, it's like it, it's that fear. It's just it's something to do. Okay, if we lose, we'll just go to the beach. They like every other city. <laughs> has that, kind of like Boston, Chicago, Detroit, Montreal, like those cold cities, the cities in the north, the New Yorks, Philadelphia's all had that chip on their shoulder because they're winter cities, they're cold cities, blue-collar cities. Tampa's not that at all. Like, you know, like if you ever – I know you've gone to games in Florida or just out west. Just, it's just too laid back to even hate their fans. It's just It just happens to be the wrong <laughs> team at the same, the same mojo. Like, just, like, we happen to play them, and they beat us – and, and, and it's not like they, they outplayed us. That's the thing. Like, it's nothing like they cheated or anything. Like, we just got outplayed. So I don't necessarily hate that. We just got to step up and hopefully we can raise our game uh, next season. But I'll be honest with you, Scott, in the in, in the Stanley Cup finals, I only watched half of that shit. Now, I watched the entire game, two, which was a blowout. That was just disgusting. And I watched game fives in game six. There was game five when uh, Tampa won bring it back to Tampa. And then of course the clincher for Colorado. Well, how did you, you know, and, and shout out to, um, uh, defense McHale McCarl got in the Conn Smythe trophy for the, uh, for the finals. And he's the best defenseman also in the initial awards. We'll talk about all the awards and stuff, but, uh, what about uh, the series? Did you watch it or what, what was your thoughts? You know, I didn't. Um, and you know,
0: like I said, I, I Tampa still had my blessing even after knocking us out. But um, when the Rangers get that close, um, and I then <laughs> you know, and when we, you know, we got we got knocked out to Carolina. I probably would have, you know, I would have taken some time off. I would have taken maybe uh, half a round or a round off in the in, in the conference finals, and then gotten back into it. Mm-hmm. But when the Rangers are that close. And you know what I probably I think we, we we talked about this last time i I probably could have dealt with it a lot easier if we just got swept for it off of Tampa and Tampa. just blew us out of the water from the get-go. but not only were we in the Eastern conference finals, but we were up to nothing. Then we could start to paste right. it. we could paste it at that point and you know so i guess a part of me was while, while again i was i did not have the hatred for tampa i just i, I couldn't really watch it i just kind of I just lost interest it just it just hurt so much that the rangers were so close you know the last the last 3 4 years um i watched all of it because I, you know the rangers were not an issue there was no heartstrings being tugged on and severed <laughs> so you know i had no problem watching the playoffs but i just could not watch the finals uh, I... it, just, it just hurt too much Feel
1: your I feel your sentiment. See, I watched game two by accident. Well, of course, accident. It was just one of those situations I was out of, you know, I was traveling, and it was the game two was on a Saturday. It was in Colorado, and the bar I was at, I was in Texas, and and they had all, you know, it was a nice layout. The way they had the bar open, it was like, like, almost like a set of like a cookout. It was really nice, and they had the game on. It was hard not to resist, so I had my Tito's and Red Bull, and, a little bit of barbecue, and the game was happening to be on, and it happened to be a blowout. So I said, "Oh, you know, you know, Colorado at that time up like to nothing." Said, so, "Okay, okay, you know, we've seen the story before with Tampa, but it was, I think I saw highlights of Game Four when Tampa won, and I said, okay." This is interesting because, you know, Tampa, you know, they've they come back. Can they do it again? That's when I started to peek it a little bit more because I was, I was like you. Like, I, I was not interested in game one. I ran into the game kind of like, I would call it by accident. It just happened to be, you know, if you're at a bar and they have the game, well, all right, fuck it, I'll watch it. And it was a smoke. they smoked them. Uh, Colorado smoked them in game two. Skipped games three and four. And I said, "Oh, Game Five, interesting. I thought Colorado was going to clinch, and you know, interesting. You know, Vasilevsky had a big game, and they had the big goal in the third period. I, said, I, you know, that's kind of the thing. Like, oh, they're going to make it interesting. But kudos to Colorado, man. They got too much. Uh, they got a lot of horsepower, defensive scoring. They got it all at that. That elite top line." Um, And, you know, know, I'm kind of like you, Scott, like any of my teams. If they get close and they – especially if they fuck it up. I think the Rangers (laughs) – yeah, they fuck it up. And, you know, it was kind of – I I had no plans to watch it, but it's kind of hard to avoid when everybody's talking about it. So I kind of peed here and there, but I didn't go out and watch it. Because you know me, Scott, that's another thing about me, what we love is – I love my TV shows too. And I'm, you know, I'm behind trying to catch up on things. So, you know, the game's going to have to wait. <laughs> and
0: that's, that's actually why I didn't watch it. Cause I was in the middle, in addition to the current stuff we got going on, which of course is the boys and, um, oh, um, Talk about that. well, strange, strange things <laughs> picks up again on Friday, but I was binging, um, Barry, the, uh, the third season of Barry, the HBO show with. uh, with Bill Hader, and um, you know what show I really love? Did you ever check out uh, Young Rock, the Rock show on um, on NBC? Mm 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 mm.
1: Oh, uh, it's Maybe fantastic! You told me about that? So, no, I, don't so, me- I don't remember that one.
0: I, don't, I don't. think we covered that one. I mean,
1: I can. Nah,
0: we nah, can. Nah. You know, we can take that offline or later in the show if you want to. Can, you know, don't get off track on the hockey, Still but fine.
1: um. Yeah, yeah, let, let, the, let the people know what we watching, man. You know, this is a sports okay. entertainment podcast, man. So yeah, we,
0: we'll, we'll let them. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, and and it's and it's heavily around wrestling, so sports entertainment, so it kind of fits uh, either way. Um, yeah, so The Rock's got a show. It's a half hour show. Um, it's it's so cleverly done. It's great. So he so he stars in it. It takes place in twenty thirty two, and he's running for president. And it's like weeks before the election. So he's got this uh, this interviewer. Um, like following him around. And so he starts he's giving all these anecdotes. And then you've got three other timelines going on at the same time. You know, he'll say something like, well, it reminds me of the time. So you've got 1983 where he's 10 years old and his father, Rocky Johnson, is like top of the world in, in, in just about like that part of his life. And then he's also got mm-hmm. uh, when he's 15 in high school. Uh, and then you've got a third timeline of – it started when the show started. He was a senior in high school. Then it went through uh, University of Miami with the football and his injury, and then he tried for the CFL. And right now, the season two just ended, and we left uh It's like the day it, – it's literally election day. They haven't announced uh, – no, he, he – well, I won't get it. Um, yeah, so the election happened. The 2032 presidential election happened, and he has now gotten to the point where he got his WWF start. Um, and and just the, the the guys that the the actors that they picked to play uh, the younger versions of, of these people. Uh, we you know we met Stone Cold, Andre the Giant. Uh, we met uh, the the wild Samoans because those were his uncles actually growing up. We met yeah, um, yeah. Uh, like, like uh, Triple H. Uh, Vince McMahon, just the young. We haven't met Hulk Hogan yet or Piper, but uh, pretty much everyone else,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: just the, the you know the actors that they got to play these these younger versions are just phenomenal job, and it's kind of quirky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's more or less a comedy, um, but it's just really really. Good writing, and I'm I mean, I'm a huge Wayne, John, Jane, uh, Wayne Johnson fan. You know, I love him and everything. He's my favorite wrestler in the uh, the second round of wrestling. You know, because I grew up uh, you know mid '80s with these guys that they're talking about: Hogan, Piper, Andre, Ultimate Warrior, Ranks, yeah. you know, Macho Man. That that was my golden era. Then I stopped watching it, uh, through, you know, early '90s, and then late '90s I got back into it. I was living in Manhattan, and I got back into it uh, with my two roommates at the time. Um, you know, the, the, the Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, Degeneration X, China, you know, that mm-hmm. whole, that era right there. And I really, really got back into it for like three years and then kind of bailed again. Me and you I've, had
1: the same thing. You could, me and you had the same thing because in the mid-90s, WWE was trying to find a bridge between that Ultimate Warrior era, uh, era and what became with Stone Cold. That gap kind of left a void. That's why WCW at the time was kicking their ass, because they were picking up all the old wrestlers from WCW, and Nitro was popping at that time. Like, 8 p.m. Nitro on Monday nights, three hours, they had a run. Uh, And I'm with you. Like, that era, you know, in the 80s, like you said, uh, Hogan, Warrior, Piper, and, you know, and I watch, and I know you probably watched those series too. Uh, I can't forget the name of it. On um, you know the WWE biography. I think it's called biographies, right? Where they had eight of them. They had one with Piper, Warrior, uh, shoot, not Hogan. Uh, I think I may yeah, I gotta have seen of, one or two of those. Oh, mankind, Booker T, yeah, that, those are great. I watched the. They got into the weeds of that. Um, Shawn Michaels, I believe. Yep, yep, Shawn Michaels. That's what I'm all. That was about a year ago, a year and a half ago. And they went huh. to the biographies and the details. And it was really good. I'll, I'll, I'll get you the information. You Maybe you've seen it, maybe you didn't. But the the whole overall point, I'm with you. Like, what happened, let's say, early 90s, you know, when Hogan was kind of on the downfall, they gave, gave the championship to a warrior. Because, you know, at that time, that was Vince McMahon's baby was Ultimate Warrior. And ever since then, yeah. and they, they couldn't recover from that. And and that's when WCW was just picking up everybody. Then they added Goldberg and the NWO. You know, with Hogan and uh, Hall and Nash. Oh man, that was a that era was fantastic. Yeah, they, they actually <laughs> got bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they,
0: yeah. So for whatever reason, I don't know. I just thought I, maybe it was probably the Rock. Just you know, I saw his interviews. His his, his promos are just
1: so entertaining. No. Just so good. No, uh, yeah, the I rock, probably got go go to show. I'm- I'm, I'm gonna look into that show. Let but me that, ask you this: Because what yeah. happened to his other show, The Rock? Oh shit! What is it? Um, he's like a sports agent. I love that show.
0: Ballers. Oh, yeah, phenomenal! Ballers. Oh, Ballers, yeah, Ballers, Ballers finished. Uh, it, it ended. Um, they ended. Uh, yeah, I love that show too. Uh, that was a that was a phenomenal it, show on HBO. Did they
1: cancel it or they it ended? Because it? I was on top of no, no, they, it. No, like no, they just it, ended it. Um,
0: it was four. Really? Yeah, four maybe five seasons. That yeah. Um, yeah, they gave it a proper ending.
1: Oh man, I love yeah, this no, show. it. Yeah, I was a great show to too. I, maybe I missed the season because I know during around COVID they stopped it. That was my shit. See, if it's like thirty minute episodes like that, like this show you're talking about, this Young Rock, oh man, that's light. We're Two seasons, thirty minutes. I could shit, I could knock that out in a the weekend. <laughs> they're know? even shorter. So, they're even
0: shorter because uh, yeah, they're like twenty two minutes because it's it's on NBC, so. You know, eight minutes, you know, I watch it, I stream it, so there's no commercials, so it's 22 minutes of legit show. So, yeah, they're even quicker. I mean, you could bang out three in in
1: one sitting, no problem. Easily, easily. Okay. All right, we'll we'll get back to more of the shows. Let me ask you this real quick. On the season overall with the NHL, right? Okay, we got – this is a couple of things I noted. Now, what was your thoughts on the inaugural season with the Seattle Kraken as far as Um, – them, their debut. Well, I was
0: happy uh that they were terrible. <laughs> I did not want to have another <laughs> repeat of Vegas.
1: Right, I know. You know right. I, I
0: I resented them I, I already resented them because we had another expansion draft. Um you know, we just had one and you know, then well that's what I really resented, Vegas, because Vegas was exempt from the Seattle uh, Seattle expansion draft. That infuriated me. Why? Because they have only been around five years. Well, they made the playoffs all of them, you know. So, uh, you know, up until this year, they made the finals. You know, we hear here are the Rangers not making the playoffs in five years. We got to give away a guy, and you know, with the with the new rules, um, you know, it can't just be Deadwood. You know, it's got to be like a, a a somewhat legit player. Uh, so here we are, got to give one. So yeah, so I was actually happy that uh, that, that Seattle was was not. Uh, was not good and uh you know as not to be uh you know not not to turn turn the show political but i'm not a big fan of that city either so i really want the team to be
1: terrible Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now (laughs) I, i guess we could look at it like um we I think some of the NHL fans were looking at it almost like damn man they're gonna run the the gauntlet like how Vegas's inaugural season was because that was like an anomaly I think but people had it in the back of their minds like Seattle new team uh you know everybody liked the Jersey who did they play open tonight I forgot who they played open night um, was it Vancouver. Well whoever it, was I, I, um, no, wasn't
0: it wasn't it wasn't Vegas, I think it was Vegas I think they they set it up so the you know the two
1: newbies the two noobs, could play uh, on it I'm pretty sure it was Vegas. It? Okay, I, to not go 100%. I gotta go back and look i gotta go back and look at that because I remember they they started their first few games on the East Coast, which was weird to me like I remember. They were in Nashville one game, and I think they were in D.C. versus the Capitol. I think – I got to go back. Let me go check before we get off the episode. But the point I was saying about the Seattle Kraken, you got to see see their debut. Now, also, season overall, and now this is where we're kind of directly, indirectly infected, and I think, you know, kudos to our own team making the playoffs. I don't know what's going on in Long Island, man. I don't know. You know, because, you know, with the, with the Irish. You know, Barry Trotz let go, but come on. I mean, to be objectively, I mean, that's a raw deal. To, like I don't. It's like starting the first what, thirteen, fourteen games on the road. What team's gonna gonna really recover from that? I mean, that's just that's a that's tough. Yeah. Even if it is a rival, you know.
0: Yeah, well, you know, and that's what I said. Um, it, it, yeah, we hate them, so I'm happy that they went through it. But they their whole season was a raw deal. They start off the first thirteen yeah. on the road, um, and then on top of that, their whole team gets ravaged with COVID. They got seven guys out. They already shut down. They got a raw deal. They 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 already shut down. I think Ottawa and maybe one other team. You know, the, the Canada teams. They shut them down like when they had like two guys out. And so they didn't shut the Islanders down. So when we played them in the uh, the first game in the new arena, you know, it wasn't, you know, yes, we'll always have the bragging rights of the first win there, but it was not fair. Um, you know, so by the time they finally shut them down and then the All-Star break and they got healthy and came back, Now granted, they, they were still playing like, like 500 hockey. So it's not like, you know, they went like, Fifteen games over five hundred in the second game of the uh, in the second half of the season and then just missed the playoffs. No, they they were nowhere near it at all. So, um, you know, even once they got healthy, so I mean that's a good sign for us. And then yeah, I don't understand
1: this year. NHL, you think they'll What's give that? them like 13, 14? Do you think the NHL will give the Islanders uh, next season the first 13, 14 games at home? I mean, just to make up for that, that's a fucked up no, deal, No, I don't. Like, I and and the do reason that. is
0: is because Carolina went through the same thing for years. Um, you know, you've got right across the street from that arena, you've got the county fairground. And you know how the South is with those county fairs. And and theirs lasting an entire yeah. month. And for years – uh, and that took precedence. Um, you know, you've got because you know you got the RBC Centre parking lot is parking for it, and that you know we 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 were joking about how uh, you know the Rangers in the 1950 finals how the circus took precedence at MSG. Well, the county fair mm-hmm. in this day and age took precedence. Uh, so so Carolina had to go through it for at least like four, five, six years. Now they finally I don't know if they changed the county fair. I don't know what the deal is, but they haven't gone through it. That hasn't been an issue. But so what I'm saying they never really gave them a, threw them a bone by, uh, you know, giving them a pack of home games to start. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I don't see the uh, them doing it for the Islanders either. <laughs> Not to mention, if you start off with 13 home games, that's almost as bad because if you think about it, because if you don't ace the shit out of those games, you know, you're two-thirds of, your, of the rest of your season is on the road. So, I don't, you know, if I was given the option for that, like, would I want the Rangers, you know, I mean, yeah, you, it's a, it's a potential way to start off like uh, eleven and two or whatever. But if you don't ace that homestand, you're screwed. So um, yeah, either way, it's just a raw deal. But um, no, I'm, yes. um, yeah, and, and the whole Barry drops thing just makes no sense. Now, Islander fans are telling me the guy's got a short shelf life with the team. kind of like uh, kind of like an A, not A V. Who uh, am I don't know thinking of? Um, Laviolette, Peter Laviolette, you know he's had some. He won the cup in Carolina. He's had uh, some good Nashville teams. He's, uh, you know, he decent little run in Philly too, actually. Um, But supposedly he's only got a shelf life of like three, four years tops, and then he loses the team um, because he's kind of a hothead too. Um, and so that's what Islander fans are starting to tell me about Barry Trotz. Now, I don't know if it's if that's true or if that's just Islander fans being Islander fans and trying to, uh, you know, come up with an
1: excuse
0: to just as to, as to why they're okay
1: with it or trying to convince themselves they're okay with it. Yeah. You know, but you know what? I am, I, makes- I am, I, I'm, I am pro fan. Like if the fans, like it depends who it is. Like if I go to Scott, uh, Mr. Ice Guy Blander about his Rangers. I take it serious for you know. I take it seriously. Like he's not playing around. Like if you find the right fan who's and being objective, like I'll take it. You know. You know. Without you know, if they really believe that and they had credibility, hey. You know. Well, I mean, some could well, be cuckoo and all that. But yeah.
0: well, that's the thing is we is we know how Islander fans could be, so we don't know if they really believe that or if they're just trying as an excuse to force themselves to make themselves believe it, to try and justify it. And, and they're just lying, you know, out of their asses. Who like, I don't know. Um, I don't, I'm just saying that's what I'm starting to hear. It could just be a, you know, a deflection an excuse. excuse. Um, they could be serious, but you know, what makes me nervous is that I'm hearing that somebody threw the word, uh, threw Gerard Galant's name out in, in that category as to why oh. after a great run, and, and you know what? It got me thinking for a minute. It really did. Um, you know, he had a phenomenal run in Vegas, and they fired him. Um, you know, he had a great, great Florida team coming. This was, this was, you know, this team this year, yeah, granted, you know, they crapped the bed uh, in the second round, but, you know, hell of a regular season. Uh, that was his team as well, and they fired him. Um, so, but, you know, between <laughs> those two, I got like, like, thinking, like, I, I, him well, he well, might be. Let's add to that um, list.
1: Let's add to that list. So, Barry Trotz, okay, Gerard Gallant, Let's Peter Lafayette, uh Peter DeBoer. It's like these same guys get like five coaching jobs. They have hell of a run yeah. some teams. Whatever reason are let go. Does it doesn't I don't get it. Like I don't know, coaches don't to me don't grow on cheese like that. Uh Yeah, no, i yeah. Um
0: but you know we, we had Tortorella, so we and we can add him to the list because we know full little well little uh, about about a hothead who uh, you know will eventually lose the locker room because they can't
1: stand him. So can we put uh, AV on that who list. Who knows? AV could go on that list too. Who? AV could go on. That. A lot of, no, I don't, on. I
0: don't put AV. A- I put him on the other end uh-huh. of the spectrum because he's so like just not not
1: emotional,
0: and I like he. I can see. I mean, He gets fired just because he's out coached in the playoffs. That's that's my. I think. Well, he's out coached all the time, and I think that the teams he's had, the Vancouver team, the Rangers team. Um, you know, the Rangers didn't go to the finals in '14 because of him. I think they went in spite of him, and then he. You know, that's why he's. You know, because he, he's 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 in the that's top fair. ten all all-time winning as coaches, but there's a reason why his Vancouver teams didn't win the cup or the Rangers didn't win the cup. He is not a good coach of actual, like, uh, of strategy. You know, we saw all sorts of chess matches going on this year. Gallant, John Cooper with the Braden Point thing, uh... Brindamore did it in Carolina with, you know, Colin Reeves out trying to sucker him into uh, you know, losing his shit and taking penalty. You know, we saw some great coaching and of course during the game of course with uh with with, with, with lineup match, you know, matches. obviously, you know, uh they they Cooper and um and um uh, Cooper and Brindamore both and have a in in check in their home game. So, you know, we saw some phenomenal coaching this year. Um and in Galant as well. Um with AV, he just doesn't do that. He just doesn't know how to make those big-time chess move playoff uh, moves and gets outcoached all the time uh, in the, when it comes to the playoffs. So I don't really put him as, like, a short shelf life. I just don't see him as a – he's just never going to win a Stanley Cup unless he locks into just, you know, a completely stacked team that can win it, you know, regardless of his stupid decisions. Um you know, I I don't think he's like a lose the team guy. I mean, yeah, they probably lose interest in him. Yeah, all right. So so it is kind of like that. They'll they'll, they'll lose respect for him and and lose, um. Uh, you know, like I remember after he left, and the Rangers started coming out and saying, I think it was Zuccarello who said, uh, yeah, he told us not to hit back. He legitimately said, do not fucking hit back. Do not stand up for yourselves. and you know, and as we know, it was just open season on everyone with the Rangers. Yeah, we didn't really have the personnel to do anything about it, but uh you know there was this 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 lack of toughness across the board and, and, and you know, well, that's why it's so different this yeah. year. Gallant is encouraging, you know, and he's got the personnel for it. You know, we talked about that. The Ryan Reeves and, and Goodrow effect permeated the entire lineup and everybody was just playing with a chip on their shoulders and everybody was, with the exception of Panera, and everybody's just getting in there to crush people. So, um, you know, definitely, you know, A.V. just doesn't have that on his team. They're not tough. Um and, you know, he's just constantly out-coached. So I think, yeah, so for that reason, yeah, his players will stop playing for him eventually. But for the other guys, it's because they're all, like, drill sergeants.
1: All right, now let me go back one more thing about the Islanders, and then I got a couple more questions for you on the uh, NHL season. The Islanders, even that, with that start, they still had a better – they had better points than the bottom half of that division, the Devils, the – uh uh, the blue uh the blue jackets philadelphia i mean that was a crash course in itself that was really wow (laughs) you know they sold the farm on that team and and you know we were just talking about av uh even i I mean i think the division that i know that's going to be a conversation pretty much for the rest of the summer on this platform for sure but could the rangers you know you know i like you said it before the islanders there's no way the islanders get any worse if you get a balanced schedule and then you still have the teams in the top half of the division but here's my other here's my question uh easy question um biggest surprise of 2022 and biggest disappointment of 2022 nhl season overall it could be a player it could be a team franchise i can't put the islanders in that boat i would definitely say vegas was a little disappointing a little bit you know they had to, and they had a lot of injuries and stuff so it's kind of you can, it's kind of understandable. But what is the biggest disappointment? Uh, you know, could you even go back to say, my, you know, your boy, your buddy Patrick? You know, after making the finals in that weird season last year, they like totally wet the bed and like totally in like in last place. Who, who the biggest surprise? Biggest disappointment for you overall, whether player or franchise?
0: Um or oh, all right i got i got one for both uh well well biggest disappointment i won't i won't say montreal because cuz we we kind of knew it was coming even patrick knew it, and, and and the city knew it was coming um they got exposed by tampa you know they had a great run but they got exposed as carry price period you know igor you, you know get gets a little bit of that this year but um yeah maybe like the first Two thirds, maybe three quarters of the season before Toronto Mont and Cop arrived, um, you could have said that, yeah, but not so much. Y- Igor was not on the same level of this team on my shoulders as Carey Price was, and they knew that. Um, and the, the way that finals went down, and they knew, you know, Shea Weber, they knew, you know when it came out that he was like playing literally with his foot like held on by one tendon, um, and and you know they knew it was going to be rough times and that they were not going to come anywhere. And I don't think they expected to finish dead dead last, but they knew that uh, they were certainly not going to be a cup contender by any means this year. So I won't say them. You know what I will say? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I said what I said about the Islanders. So they're kind of in there, but I'll also put the devils in there. And, you know, again, this is a dis- two disappointments that I'm very happy about, but the devils are building something uh, just like we are. And I don't. I still think there 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 are a couple of veterans, a couple of veteran you know presence away because you know they're insanely young. Um, but you know Mackenzie Blackwood was supposed to be the thing, and they were supposed to be pretty much on pace with the Rangers. They were supposed to be. Now I think oh, even all goalies aside, I still think we're a better team than them. Um, but you know, we saw it, you know, that game that I went to at the where they scored like five goals in the second period. And, and, you know, they were, they were doing pretty well until their goalie issues happened and they went through like nine goalies. Um, And, and, you know, they didn't good for us, but you know, that's a shame for them. And then when Mackenzie Blackwood came back, then they they realized he's not the guy because he's just terrible. You know, they thought he was supposed to be good. But then when he, you know, he came back, they just, you know, he is not the future of that team. He's, he's awful. So they are more or less a playoff team, and, you know. And again, they have the off season coming up, uh, and you know they've got another great pick coming up. They got the two pick coming up, um, and, you know, as well as a lot of spending room in, in, in the salary cap. So they're going to be ready to rock. And I think they could have been a playoff team this year if if Mackenzie Blackwood had turned into. Eighty-five percent of what they were hoping, and you know, obviously it wasn't a merry-go-round back there with the injuries. Uh, then they might very well have been uh, one of those wildcard teams. So I'm going to put them in the uh, in, in the disappointment in, in the biggest disappointment ca- uh, category. And as far as uh, as far as players, uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, um, as far as like a single player, I don't really have a a disappointment uh player, but certainly not on the Rangers, uh anyway. I mean, yeah, we're all pissed at Strome. Um but would we you, knew
1: it Strom would you would was. you put a um, surprise Kreider for what he did Yeah, That is what I was gonna
0: say. Uh the biggest surprise Kreider okay. because, you know, like we talked about for <clears throat> for a decade, you know, we just we, you know, I gave up on him. I figured like it's just this is this is him huh. you know this uh you know all talent no effort uh one you know three out of every six games or whatever that's just who he is and all of a sudden this year he was finally what we were hoping so I I did not expect it I, I completely had zero faith that this would happen so you know again I give him all the credit in the world um so yeah definitely big surprise because I, I just I didn't know, I did not think he had, you know, a sustained enough effort for a fifty goal season. So, kudos to
1: him. Yep, that's I'll, my biggest surprise I'll right say, there. I will say this. I will say, biggest surprise. I mean, it's not really, uh, i would to call it a surprise. I would say, Winnipeg was a little bit of a letdown to me. Um, I thought, in the Pacific Division, I thought it was a, Interesting. It was like uh, Calgary, Edmonton. Even though they ended up finishing one and two, they were, they started off one and two in the division, and then they both went to like three and four. I think Vegas was in first for a little bit, in the Kings. The Kings, to me, if I had to pick a team as far as surprise, I would probably go them. Um, I didn't have them making the playoffs, even despite their moves, uh, adding flip from um, uh, from from the Canadians, and also. Uh, uh, Victor Adverson from uh the Nashville Predators. I actually saw one of their games actually in person when I was in Los Angeles. I saw them versus the wild. And you know, we you know, we, they have uh Brendan Lemieux. They had you know, they had actually had a good season. They made the playoffs, you know, they had a, they ran to a bus stop in Edmonton, but you know, Adrian Kempe had a monster year of thirty five goals. I know um Kopitar does what Kopitar does. He he's definitely consistent and Drew Dollar he's still on the team. They actually um they were my little bit of a surprise. I didn't have them making the playoffs, and they did. Um, outside of that, um, I'm actually a little surprised how the teams in the Atlantic finished. Like, the top four teams clearing 105 points, that's that's a juggernaut, man. You know, and it was kind of – I don't know how to think about Florida. I think it was disappointing that they got swept, if that makes any sense. I mean, I understand winning the President's Trophy and probably the best division in hockey. I mean, you could say us or them Either or our divisions But uh, the way they Got, you know, they got trampled I'm not, I am a little Surprised, you know, four or nothing, I can understand Losing one, but they got destroyed And, you know, after finishing the the Capitals off um, You know, the way they went out eh, You know, that's kind of A little surprising, Uh, but they don't Get no heat because nobody really cares about um, The Panthers in Broward County Florida. you know what I'm saying? (laughs) <laughs> yeah no definitely um we, when you were talking
0: about the tampa fans uh before yeah absolutely uh yeah. tampa fans are, are are legit they have been uh you know for a long long time um yes it kind of helps that uh that's another good point you brought up that that franchise is is got to be like you know pound for pound because they've only been around since what 92 93 <clears throat> you know just pound for pound in terms of the percentage wise of how long they've been around how, how um they, they've been a success for the overwhelming majority of their uh, uh, of their entire existence. So yeah, that's certainly going to help uh, keep your fan base interested when you're in Florida. But um, yeah, no, they got a great legit. I, I I've never been to a game there, but I will give them all the credit in the world for uh, for being a great legit uh, fan base. And yes, they obviously have to deal with an influx of New Yorkers if we're going to play them, especially in the playoffs. And that's not a knock on them. You know, what some p- p- other fans like to tease, uh, like, well, you can't even fill your house. We own your house. It's going to happen regardless, especially in this day and age with the, <laughs> club and the broker sites. If you want to go to a game, any game, any sporting event, you can go. It's just a question of how much it is. You know, it, it, the days of things being sold out, man, maybe I could find a scalper outside. You know, like, if it's sold, like, sold out, means nothing. If you want to go to any sporting event on the planet, you can go. So if Ra- Ranger fans want to get into that building, if there's a lot of them down there, they're going to get in. That's not a knock on Tampa for not being able to pack the house with their own people. That's just the era we live in. So um, right. I'll give them credit as being legit, but uh, Panthers absolutely not. Those are that's an atroc. I mean, Miami is just the, you know a bandwagon city. You know, like well, look how much interest there was in the Heat. You know, during the uh, uh, you know, the the, the Shaq and uh, Shaq and Dwayne Wade years where they, where they won a title or two, I think. And then, of course, LeBron, mm-hmm. beyond that, nobody's in that building. Nobody. And the yeah. same with the Panthers, yeah. you know. Yeah. They packed the house in 96 for that run, uh, and now that they're good again. But when they're bad, I mean, you can sit on the glass for like 20 bucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a great deal, too, man especially the way the alcohol prices are at these arenas. Yeah. You, you could definitely get more yeah. of a deal that way. Now uh, let's get Carl into the conversation uh, real quick. Um, Carl, we, we were talking about NHL overall, uh, biggest surprises, biggest letdowns. We talked a little bit about the Kraken earlier uh, on their inaugural season, but Carl, what's the biggest surprise for you and biggest letdown? As we loop you into the conversation, and also your thoughts on the Stanley Cup Finals with Colorado winning it, and then of course, Scott, we'll get back to the movies and stuff like that as we wrap up.
2: So, good evening, gentlemen. Happy off season good, to, good to both of you as, as we uh, you know, sort of settle down now, and we have some some downtime until October comes back around.
1: Hey, um, hey Carl, one, one thing, one thing, one thing before you jump yes, in, sir. say one nice thing about the Mets for Scott. <laughs>
2: They have a very good offense.
1: <laughs> fair fair <laughs>
2: enough.
0: Yep. Fair enough. And, and just yeah, think, man. we're without our first, our top two starters. Things are going to get real interesting in Queens. We got these big yeah, guys coming
2: back. Yeah, they've got a they've got to a hold hold the fort down here for about the next, I would say, five weeks um, until you know question mark whether DeGrom gets back. I know McGill went on the injured list recently as well. Scherzer, I think, is supposed to come back in a couple of weeks. But I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to get a starting pitcher from somewhere by the trade deadline. But they – I mean, right now, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep on going at this rate with the pitching that currently exists right now. So they're going to they're going to need some help, but I think they'll get the reinforcements.
1: Yeah, they will. Right um, Scott, let's, let's make sure your Mets don't go into a New York Islander situation with Barry Trotz. Have Buck <laughs> Showalter for a short run and you just fire him out of nowhere. So <sighs> – no, this is the Mets we're talking about. If they
0: if they can actually win that World Series, that coach might whoever wins that World Series with the Mets God willing, Buckshow Walter. Uh that's a lifetime extension right there. he will sign it, you know, until he's dead in the contract. That is how desperate right. we are for a World Series win in Queens. <laughs>
1: Yeah, sorry about that, uh, Carl. Go ahead, go ahead and fire away, bro. Um, Biggest surprise, biggest letdown, your thoughts on the finals, Stanley Cup finals. Uh, We got to get to the awards a little bit, some movies, and we'll wrap up.
2: So the biggest surprise wasn't necessarily a a team that was supposed to contend that didn't. I mean, if you take – I was looking at BetMGMs um over under numbers before the year started and the two teams that had the biggest drop off from what was projected to what ended up happening at the end of the season were philadelphia and seattle there was they had those projections were in the low 90s and those teams finished i think with the second and third worst records in the league uh, no third no third and fourth uh, montreal finished with the first with the worst record and then as i followed by seattle uh, arizona and then um and then the Flyers. So those are the two teams that, in terms of just team disappointments. Everybody else was pretty much, you know, if you, the projections of who was going to make the playoffs before the year started pretty much played out from October to now. Um, the two teams that were projected to make the Stanley Cup final and face each other were the two teams that you just saw playing. So nothing really was a shock uh, in terms of that. I think the one thing that did surprise me, and it's not a team, it was the fact that I mentioned this weeks ago. When we were doing it during the playoffs. Uh, during the playoff each every every other week was the the explosion of offense this season in the NHL. It was the I remember I used the number. It was the first time in the last 26 years in which there's been more scoring than there has ever been before. You know, guys getting 60 goals. Austin Matthews has 60 goals. Kreider we talked about had 50 something goals. You know, the Connor McDavid of course we know he's great, but the uh, the the point explosion and goal explosion throughout the league was something that was very shy. I don't think anybody saw the level of scoring increase the way it did. Now, whether that's a combination of you know guys just you know improved skill, less more penalties being called, which I believe is part of the the, the reason. You know the um, the emphasis on on making sure that You know, offensive players have freedom of movement uh, during the season, allowing for more opportunities to score. That played a huge role because I think Colorado this season, I think they had, I think they averaged something wrong. I think it was over four goals a game for the season. Like, that's crazy. Normally, you know, you go back to the early 2000s, you know, teams were barely scoring three on average. So the explosion of offense this season, and it allowed teams that had explosive offensive players to be able to showcase their talent. So that was, to me, the biggest takeaway uh, from the season. Uh, as far as it sound like a final, boy, that was one hell of a series. Uh, for someone that was down there in Denver for, you know, two of the games, uh, hanging out with the folks down there, that was a tremendous time. They were really into everything down there uh, in the town. And I thought Colorado, listen, you know, I, I, they played 20 games to win the Stanley Cup. To put that in perspective, the Rangers played 20 games and only got the game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, the amount of games you play, the rest you get, and being good on top of all of that plays a huge factor in winning. You know, Colorado, I think they finished with the mm-hmm. most wins in the regular season and postseason combined. They, 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 they were an all-time team this year. They were, they were projected to win the, the cup from the season that the, the, the year started. They were the best team in the, in the Western Conference. They went through the, Eastern Confe- the Western Conference in the playoffs and did what they did to Tampa Bay in the final. Like that, that team is tremendous, and they have all of their guys basically locked up for the foreseeable future as well. And that kind of got me to a situation that I was talking to somebody about, and I've actually mentioned this years ago, and I know certain you know, Ranger fans may be very uncomfortable with this topic Um, But it it led me to, to wonder about the value of goaltending and how valuable is it actually? Because if you look at the last 30 years of data of teams that have won the Cup, find me the amount of guys that are Hall of Fame goaltenders compared to teams that are tremendously gifted offensive teams. And you'll find that the gifted offensive teams win out far more almost, I think, at the rate of maybe 80 or 85% than the team that has the you know, super great goaltending and an offensive team that just barely scrapes by for offense. And that's no knock against Henrik. That's no knock against Igor. However, I think their value is somewhat overstated because the guy that just won the Cup for Colorado, folks are mocking him as recently as like three weeks ago. You know, you had fans saying, "Oh, listen, if the Rangers get to the final, oh, Rangers can get to this guy." Well, you gotta stop you have Gotta stop the other team from scoring first, and that's that's part of this. And so, as you know, just sort of in a big picture scenario, you know, as great as your goaltender is, you've got to
1: score. <laughs>
2: you can't win if you don't score. And in the case of Colorado, Colorado scores a lot. Score a lot tend to win out far more than the teams that try to scrape by on a bunch of two-to-one victories. I was in Chicago for all those years watching the Blackhawks, and folks got on Corey Crawford and Anthony Miami and and those are the guys that won the Cups for for them, and folks don't think they were any good, but they won three. You know, the other guys didn't. You know, also, you have to win when your guys are not getting paid also. That is a huge factor. You
1: know,
2: know, the guys that are on Colorado are are signed up long-term, and they've already won. So the bill so whenever the bill comes due, the bill comes due, but they've already got the cup in their possession. Pittsburgh had the same thing happen. Chicago had the same thing happen. You know, in the case of the Rangers, guys are already getting paid and the Rangers haven't even won anything yet. That's an issue going forward, you know, having to maneuver the cap to to get everything sort of aligned. So that that is that is something that's, you know, kinda got me wondering going forward here in terms of you know, what we can do. I saw we're fourth in the odds to win the Cup next season. The other two are in the same conference as the Rangers with Tampa Bay and Florida, so we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, it, it, that kind of, you know, as, the, as they were raising the Cup that Sunday night, I just it just had me wondering, like, you know, are we going to be one of those teams that's just going to be sort of just good enough to not be good enough? I just had me, it just had me wondering.
1: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of off-season talk. Uh, about the Rangers, are we good enough to compete over the top with the, the final two teams? Let
2: me pose this question to both of you mm-hmm. guys. What, okay. when, when the, the, the issue I just brought up in terms of the offensive team that has the goaltender that is just good enough or the great goaltender with the offensive team that's trying to scrape by. Give, if you had the choice between those two options, Given what you've seen and all the hockey you've watched for all these years, and the results that we have seen throughout the league for the last thirty plus years, maybe you can probably go back even further than that. Which option would you rather have?
1: Well, statistically, I... uh, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead, no, no, ahead. you're speaking. Your show. No, I, I, I mean, Carl makes a great oh. point because look at those Chicago Blackhawk teams. You know, you have average goaltending but you have elite scoring and then you got three out of that with that with team and then you look at Tampa I mean Veseleski is pretty good uh, all time great I would have go that far but pretty good to get the job done uh, you make a valid point Carl um, you look at um, Washington in that one year they beat uh, the Golden Knights uh, St. Louis going back Boston St. Louis oh they got hot after the uh, right round the All-Star break uh, Matt Murray they, won yeah, the cup for yeah. Pittsburgh now, yeah, yeah. All timers, man. See, I don't think the Rangers have not 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 necessarily a captain matters or whatever. They don't have. They have very good players, but do you call it like a clear cut Nathan McKinnon or clear cut Sidney Crosby or Alexander Ovechkin? To I me, mean, they don't have that. They have very good players, but not like Hall of Famers to me uh, to get you over and, and, and that scoring line. Well Scott, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I would go with the better team um, because I think in this day and age, so many teams have proven that. <clears throat> you know, the days of, you know, having to have a, a Brodeur, a Hashik, a Wah, a Richter, you know, you don't need, a, you know, the top tier goalie anymore. And we've seen, we you know, we just went through with Lundqvist where we had the top tier goalie um, and couldn't win the cup because we didn't have the rest of the team. And now, you know, ever since the lockout era, um, you know, year one, Cam Ward, um, you know, was the perfect example of the, uh, you know, slightly above that. I know that he did have a phenomenal playoffs uh, that year, but, um, you know, the not an elite goalie winning it, you know, Corey Crawford's got a couple um, this year, Darcy Kemper. He's nothing to sing about. Um, so I think in, in, in this day and age, maybe it's the salary cap, uh, and the teams, you know, the game is different. I don't know, for whatever reason, um, you know, you don't need a top 10, top, even top 15 goalie in the league anymore. You just need him to get hot at the right time. And, and I think it's more important to have, uh, just a complete badass team. And of course it has to be complete. Cause I was just with the caps in the, in the two thousands. Um, with, you know, with lack of zero defense, not to mention goaltending. But if you have that complete team with the defense and and, and the lethal scoring, then, yeah, um, you know, anything slightly above average in net, uh, you know, can not should but can get you the Stanley Cup. And I think we saw that again. Uh, I'm going to put Colorado in that category. All
1: right. Uh, Carl, anything else real quick before we go around for a, a final thought?
2: Yeah, you know, watching Kale McCarr was so mm-hmm. awesome. I remember a couple of weeks before, two weeks before the Stanley Cup, someone compared him. I forgot who the person was. I have to find out who it was. Compared him to Bobby Orr. And when I heard that, I was like, wait, are you crazy? And then I watch him, and nothing against Adam Fox. Adam Fox is a tremendous player. But this Kale McCarr, you know, at 20, I think he's 24 years old won the best college hockey player before he was drafted. I think he won Rookie of the Year. He's got a Smythe Trophy and a Stanley Cup Trophy all at the age of 24 years old. I don't, I don't know if he's gotten paid yet, but I'm watching him, and I'm saying, my goodness, this dude is absolutely amazing. He's got, I, I would have said he's got a tremendous future ahead of him, but he's already, he's already tremendous right now. And, yeah. and to watch him uh, play is, is, is a special – it is a treasure – and you know I'm glad you know going forward that you know <clears throat> Colorado's going to have more um, television exposure because they are the champs, and so you'll be able to see him more next season. Uh, so I just wanted to give him props. But the other thing I wanted to do is I wanted to give Tampa Bay all the props in the world as well. You know, for a t- three three years and trying to win it back to back is hard enough. Getting back there a third time and then even in the sixth game, basically playing on fumes. And still, you know, we're a tough out, hey, you know, I don't know how hockey is going to remember them years from now, but, hey, that is one hell of a group that they got over there as well.
1: Right on, man. And to add to what you said about Kel McCar and the Norris Trophy on top of that with the fight, god damn. <laughs> Just bracket of all the awards and trophies and championships all in one swoop, Um uh, Scott, um, anything else you'd like to add or uh, final thoughts? Uh, we didn't really get to the awards. Uh, you know, Austin Matthews with the MVP. Now oh, we got to you know, we got to talk oh, about God. the Top Gun. Uh, we cannot allow this episode yeah, gonna, to conclude uh, without that. Yeah, we we got to get to that. We got to get to that. So the floor is yeah, yours, man. I was and gonna then, say then, my Carl, uh, we'll, my we'll, final I thoughts. I am
0: no, mute. Um, yeah, I was gonna say that's that's what my final thoughts would be. Uh, would be on uh, Carl. Did you see the new Top Gun yet? Not yet. Okay. <clears throat> Good. This is for both of you. Uh, so, well, Steve, okay. you see my and <laughs> Raven. This movie is <laughs> unbelievable, and it has to be seen on the big screen. And, you know, Carl, how old are you? Uh, 38. You know <laughs> Okay, all right. So I'm, I'm 45. Same thing. So you know, we, we don't think of this as because I remember when I heard they were making it, my first impression was uh, just just leave just another franchise. Just leave it be. It's a perfect movie. It doesn't need it. You know, they just Independence Day. They made it they just completely shit to bed with that. Um, so I was not thrilled. But no, this movie is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, some of the best cinematography I've ever seen, you know, they're filming in the planes. Like these guys are actually in these fighter jets and they're filming. You can see the scenery moving. Like I remember reading about the reading. So, uh, reading about the, uh, the making of it, you, you, you know, this movie was just made for the big screen. Just so refreshing to see a big budget movie with no CGI where they actually like film things. Um, Storyline was nice. No politics. It was just a great, great, solid two hours of, of some of the best entertainment like I've seen in years on the big screen. Uh, definitely, if you will kick yourselves, if you do not see this on the big screen, you'll be sitting there watching it on HBO or whatever in two months. And you'll be like, damn, I would like to see this in the theater. So don't make that mistake. Go see it in the theater. It is unbelievable.
1: And a lot of good okay. throwbacks
0: I, to the original.
1: I. Making an executive decision, Scott. You know this. Carl, um, I haven't seen a movie in three years in the theater. Three, th- as in tres. So I haven't seen a movie since that letdown of *Gemini Man* on was it, on forty uh, on Thirty Fourth <laughs> Street in Manhattan. So that was the last time <laughs> I, I was. It Even... was. I, I could have waited. I could have waited to stream that. So Scott, we, uh, I good, will good be call. Seen, Didn't need down. to be seen in the theater, but not be terrible seen. I will be seeing Todd yep. absolutely for sure. Uh, you know, and you I'm will not regret. I'm going to give you my personal
0: guarantee. If you come to me and say you didn't like it, I will Venmo you immediately your ticket money. That is how much I'm putting myself <laughs> on the line here with, with
1: this recommendation. We, <laughs> all right, now can we get? Okay, let go back around. Final thoughts. One more time from Carl. Get final thoughts. And, Scott, we got to bring on Glenn. I think Glenn missed the entire episode, but I wanted to get his thoughts if he's still on. But, uh, uh, Carl, final thoughts from you and Scott, and then we'll wrap up. We'll just back in a couple of weeks.
2: Yes, a a tremendous NHL season, uh, perhaps one of the best in years. Uh, So I don't know what they can really do for an encore uh, next season, but, you know, if it's anything as good as what we saw this season in terms of the quality of play, the postseason play, the Stanley Cup that we just saw, you know, hey, more More power to the league and hopefully that'll allow for this, you know for increased revenue, which will allow the salary cap to go up. The cap has been kind of you know to be kind to be kind it's been kind of flat basically for about the last you know four or five years and it's caught, kind of caused teams to be in a situation where they had to make some very difficult uh, decisions as far as the rangers go as we go into the off season um, I know Larry Brooks has been suggesting for for about three or four months now about the idea of Patrick kane um, you know being perhaps a, a, a final piece to the, the Ranger puzzle. And it does have me wondering, based on the fact that, you know, offense was in fact a, a factor in the Rangers losing um, the sound, you know, the Eastern Conference final, whether or not that sort of offensive piece is really what is needed to kind of top all this off. Because if you look at the roster and try to say, okay, they need something but we don't know what that something is. Maybe that something really is a guy that's going to be a rental. If you want to try to maximize this, what would be two-year window that the Rangers really have uh, to go ahead and, and try to push through, and you know, not only get out of the division itself in the postseason, which is going to be very hard uh, next season, but also to try to get to that you know elusive Stanley Cup final and even winning it.
1: At the C notes. Thank you very much, Carl, on that, on your final thoughts as we wrap up the NHL season. Thank you, sir. And, and Scott, final thoughts from you, man. And uh, anything uh, with your show coming down the pike as far as uh, upcoming episodes, feel free to include that, and, and we'll wrap up.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do one um probably on Friday we'll, we'll we'll recap the finals. We're not gonna do uh we're not gonna get too heavily into the pre season uh in, in the off season with the draft uh and and free agency just yet. We'll wait another week or so for that. But uh yep, that's the uh the face off uh face off hockey podcast. and uh, what is our that's not the name of it. Um I just drew a mind blank. Damn it, you gave me another plug and I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> But in any case, um, I mean, I, and I do appreciate that, Yeah, um, yeah you know, hats off to the Rangers uh, gave us much more, a longer, uh, more exciting, you know, finale than we could have ever dreamed of at the beginning of the season. And, you know, Patrick Kane, that, that'd that be nice because we know he wants out. Uh, we, we know we, 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 as soon as they got rid of Flurry, him and Pays both made public, very, very suggestive public comments. That uh they see their time in Chicago being just about done, so uh you know there's that. what do you think about what do you think about nassim Kadri? I mean, he was kind of on a probationary thing, you know, like kind of like d'Angelo um and, and he kind of passed too. He had you know minor incidents, but he's that that's his kind of guy but um you know and that's a legit number two center. Uh, that we so desperately need, assuming we don't resign Strom. So, I mean, yeah, I would love you know, Patrick Kane definitely be my top choice. But uh, you know, Kadri is a free agent, and I don't. I think he was making four point five last year, maybe five, I I think so. But obviously, it's going to be up a little bit. But if we could somehow fit him in, in into the in the salary cap, I'd be thrilled to have him. If uh, you know, if we can't land a you know Kane. Uh, Cause we do need a, a legit number two center and Strom obviously was not it. Uh, you know, uh, Steve, like we talked about earlier, I'm not going to trash Strom for the entire season, but he was average at best. I know that you have brought it up several times uh, on this show about, do we, uh, you know, is Strom really part of the, uh, of the cup contending team, uh, you know, near future. Um, and I think, You know, and I think he just kind of sealed that in the playoffs. I was not happy to hear that he was playing hurt the whole time. Um, You know, this whole, like, warrior thing, guys playing hurt, and, yeah, you know, the Stanley Cup, like, that's admirable, yes, but it's only admirable until you're playing through your injury becomes a liability. And I think some of the just bonehead things he did, uh, you could definitely chalk up to the injury. So then then it's a case of was he lying about how much pain he was in or – did gallant know and put him in anyway it's some you know it's probably one of the two's fault uh unless it was just completely misdiagnosed i don't know it's somebody's fault and he was certainly you know you don't get that uh you know good you know like lindgren lindgren gets the warrior like you know god bless that man for what he went through status but if it becomes a detriment to the team then no you don't um so who knows, uh, you know, what they're gonna do with that center position. We got obviously Patrano, Cop, Mott. Uh Mott probably uh got himself a nice paycheck and I think the re signing of Blaze uh probably I mean I would love to them both, but that probably means the end of Mott. Um so now, you know, all attention is on Patrano and uh and cop, both of which were you know, we're gonna have teams with a lot more money to spend coming at him left and right, so it'd be nice to resign them, but who knows, but um and you know, they're just they're gonna have a couple holes and they'll fill them. That's that's how close we are. Uh it was a phenomenal yeah. season, gave us all the joy we could possibly hope. And, you know, Steve, one more just one last thing. Um You know, we were talking about before how I didn't watch the finals because I was so like devastated. What made it even more devastating was that again, not the fact that they blew the two nothing lead because I told you I gave them a pass for that because of the exhaustion. And you know, this was something we've never seen before. This was not just regular Stanley Cup exhaustion. You know, teams just eventually lose it. This was the 20 games uh, in in 41 days due to COVID, and that's never happened. You know, trying to crunch the schedule. You know, these guys were more to as as demanding and and taxing as your average as as any Stanley Cup season is this was more so to a level we've never seen before uh and it caught up to them. and that's another reason why it's so even more painful because all right if we had a normal season normal rest they wouldn't have been flat for those last four games. not saying they would have won the series but they very well might have they wouldn't have run out of gas and uh you know after being up to nothing like that so it's always going to be a yeah I'm thrilled, and yes, they overachieved, absolutely, hats off, and that's why I give them a pass. That's why I'm not angry at the team as a whole, because I think that exhaustion was out of their, you know, control, and in a normal season, it's going to go down as one of those what could have been seasons for me, because in a normal season with a couple extra days sprinkled in here uh, in rest, which they would have gotten, um, you know, what could have been if they weren't exhausted with a two nothing lead in the third round but it is what it is moving on um so excited for the for the upcoming off season so excited for the first time in you know five years i'm just stoked knowing that with you know minimal moves you know we are ready to put this over the top this next season i'm so excited about that. Yeah, we'll be
1: back. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks to dissect this thing all summer long. And I saw that the preseason schedule was damn near already out. Uh, September ready to go. Uh, shout out to Glenn and, of course, Ranger Proud and Scott and Carl, the girls at True Blue and other people, uh, fans. Uh, Donald that's joined us and Craig's. Uh, the Edwins who joined the show uh, for the hockey over the season. We'll be at every other week basis on Tuesday, so in two weeks, come and catch us in the NHL finals and awards uh, episode. shout out to the guys on here and Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll, in two weeks, we'll have the, the topic up as far as the discuss in two weeks. Check out Scott's podcast uh, on YouTube with Patrick. And uh, uh, outside of that, enjoy the holiday and I'll – I'll have my review by two, two weeks from now, Scott, on top of them. We'll, we could probably talk about it then, you know? We'll probably still be doing this awesome. in the box. office probably do another week, so we'll, we'll talk about it. All right, guys. Finally, blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Bleep blue, bleep blue, bleep blue, bleep blue, bleep blue, bleep blue, bleep blue,
2: bleep blue, bleep blue. With Lucky Lands swept, you can get lucky just about anywhere.